There's always something off about the shapes of drawings from kids. Like the kids who've seen horror movies, drawing disturbing figures they've seen in the deep horrors of the night. Well, this is much worse. Jen, don't you walk away when I'm talking to you, my mom demanded from the bottom of the stairs. Throwing my belongings onto my bed, I grabbed my skateboard, my mom following closely behind, spewing rambles at me. Okay, mom, I said, stepping out of the house. I put my headphones in and began to cruise on my skateboard. Taking in the sight of the suburban lights and barking dogs that seemed everlasting, I decided that I should go make a run for snacks. Only four dollars? Better make it count, I said while retreating the money I just pulled out of my pocket. I swung open the door to the gas station where there would be tons of sweet goods, but to my disappointment there were just the usual brittle chips. Great, just the kind I need, I said while forcing a frown on my face. Hey Jen, looking for these? An old, kind, and raspy voice called out to me. Oh, thanks Ron, how, how do you know? I said, approaching the counter. Well, I couldn't just let you sit there with a frown. I kept them just for you. Ron, the old teddy bear of a man, chuckled. Ron was a sweet, old, and gentle being. This long and gray beard made me think of him as Santa. Pulling out the very few dollars I had in my pocket, Ron refused and told me that it was on the house. I looked at him in awe. Involuntarily, a huge smile plastered all over my face. Thank you, Ron, you're- Ron cut me off. Oh, no worries. I'm just an old man. Ain't much I can do, Ron said, a gentle smile pressed on his face. Now go on. Oh, and you know, Jen, you can swing by whenever you need. I know things at home are a little rough, Ron said, handing me a full bag of chocolate. In return, I shot him a gentle smile that would take years to erase off my face. Exiting the store, I pulled a chocolate bar out of the bag, taking a seat on the curb. I felt like a kid, just being the happiest I've been in ages. Remembering life back at home, the smile that guaranteed everlasting joy faded. Hey kid, you seem off, a cold-voiced stranger said to me. Immediately, I did feel off. I'm good, I said, standing up. Don't walk away when I'm talking to you, the stranger said, giving me flashbacks of the one-sided argument I had been in with my mom. As I started walking away, the stranger followed me. The abnormality of his thin figure wasn't the worst of his image. The pale skin and sunken eyes made the uneasiness settle in. He towered over me. You'd think someone with that kind of description would look dirty and appear as though they haven't showered in years, but no. He was dressed in a tuxedo that looked very expensive. It was just unsettling. I remembered something taken aback by the sight of him. Hey miss, they're coming to get you. They're coming. Don't you worry. Curse, I tell you. The man yelled, dancing and shouting maniacally. The unease made me feel sick and sluggish. As I skated away, I could still hear his fading laughs in the distance, even when I couldn't see the gas station anymore. Eventually reaching the driveway to the house I dreaded going in, I decided to sit on the bench instead of going inside already. 
watching the cars pass by, and I noticed it was getting late. Might as well go in, I said, lazily rising to my feet. Opening the door to where I would regret it, I heard my mom, who inevitably was already yelling before I stepped in the door. Seeing my little sister run across the living room towards the stairs, away from my mom, looked like a mouse running from a cat. I shot her a fierce glance. She returned it. I walked upstairs with the intention of cheering up my sister. I peered into her room. Hey Anna, I got something for you. I said, Anna, my sister, turned her head and for a split second, I saw the horrifying image of tall, dark figures nearly ripping my sister apart. Every limb stretched more than it was supposed to, blood pooling out from where her limbs used to be. Dismembered, her face with a dead frown on it, sunken eyes. I blinked. Everything was okay. I snapped out of my daze to see Anna jumping from excitement with the bag of chocolate I was giving her in her hand. My arms were still in the position as if I was still giving her the chocolate. I was frozen. I brushed it off as a side effect of the lack of sleep I was getting. You're welcome, Anna, I said, a gentle smile on my face. Well, I'm off to bed, I said. I felt a light tug on my arm. I looked back to see Anna looking up at me with fearful, glassy eyes. What? What's wrong? What's up with you, Anna? I questioned. They're coming, Anna coldly said, her tone and voice dropping significantly. I tucked her into the bed after that. Just before I could exit the room, I looked over to see a grimy, dark, disturbing drawing. The picture included dark, long, tall, and skinny stick figures. Something out of a nightmare. Did you draw this? I asked, questioning Anna. But before I could turn around, she was already snoring. I gave Anna a kiss on her forehead and left the room. I went downstairs to plop my body on the sofa. My mom had left for work, so there was no dealing with her. As my thoughts subsided, I started to fall into deep tranquility, only to be jolted back to my senses from a high-pitched scream. Immediately, I launched myself off of the couch and forced my legs up the stairs. Anna, is everything okay? I yelled, trying to throw open the door, wondering if I had closed it. The door wouldn't budge. Anna, please open the door, I screamed, banging on the door. Screams were all I could hear. Terrifying screams. Slamming my body against the door, I felt hopeless. Help me, Jen. Help me. Anna pleaded. Scrambling to pick up my phone, I called the police. I don't even think they understood me from all of the screaming. I dropped to my knees, tears streaming down my face. I couldn't take the pleading screams that I knew I couldn't stop. As Anna screamed and pleaded, demonic and monotone voices joined her. It sounded as though the voices were merging together. I could no longer distinguish which voice was which. It was when I thought I would mentally check out when all of a sudden, the horrible sounds came to an abrupt stop. Anna? I questioned. No response. To my amazement, the door creaked open. My sobbing subsided and I got up from my knees. Without a second thought, I straightened myself to go into the room, but 
stopped myself in the doorway. I looked into the room which seemed like an abyss of total darkness. I flipped the switch to the light of the room only to see a sight I could never forget. Through the darkened flicker of the lamp, I could see tall, dark and lanky figures that went up to the ceiling, holding my sister. Four of the figures then abruptly paused the torturing they were putting my sister through, turning their heads slowly. My brain couldn't comprehend the mere sight of what I was seeing. The puddles of deep crimson liquid oozing and spilling out of the sockets of where Anna's limbs were supposed to be made my knees give out. She was no longer Anna. My little sister was no longer a living and breathing being. All that was left was her torso. All in unison, the figure started laughing maniacally, laughing exactly like that guy in the tuxedo. I got up, slipping, almost falling on my face. I sprinted to the stairs, panting for air. I saw the figures chasing me in my peripherals. They were mocking me, letting me know that they could catch me at any moment if they wanted. I tumbled down the stairs, hitting my head on every step. Finally reaching the bottom, I knew I couldn't wait. Adjusting my eyes, I looked up to see the figures swiftly conjoining together at the top of the stairs. I made a break for a nearby closet, shutting it close. I heard the figures shuffle upstairs before making their way down the steps. Coming into my view, through the space of the closet, I could see one of the figures, fireman carrying my no longer sister's torso. What I smelled was indescribable. I covered my mouth, trying not to make the slightest noise. What came next made my stomach churn. The figures stood in a circle, placing my sister's torso in the middle. I was close to breaking. The smell, the sight, it was just horrible. Right then, a figure that had its back turned swiftly turned around, looking right at the closet. I knew what I was about to do before it made a move. The figure slowly hovered, not walked, to the closet I was in. I panicked. The figure stood directly in front of the closet. I could feel its presence looming over the door. Thinking fast, I sunk deeper into the closet, no plan devised. The figure swung the door open, searching. My heart pounded so hard that I thought the figure could hear it. The figure then started laughing, laughing gradually and maniacally. I was terrified, terrified that I would get ripped apart, piece by piece. I then thought of my sister's screams, rage coursing through my body. I barged out of the closet, launching the figure away from me. The figure seemed to weigh nothing. All of them froze and glared at me, their sucking eyes unmoving. I made a break for the kitchen, the figures all laughing. I grabbed a large kitchen knife, gripping it. Forcing my legs towards the front door, I couldn't wait until this nightmare was over. I had tunnel vision. Before reaching the door, all of them swiftly blocked my path, closing in on me. My fury quickly dissipated. My survival mechanism kicked in and they cornered me. Two of them launched themselves towards me. I forced a knife into one of the figure's heads, dodging. A dark, almost transparent substance spilled out into the floor. 
they scattered around me. I knew that, although I was still outnumbered, I had to keep fighting. The figure that I stabbed abruptly disappeared into thin air, the knife clinking on the floor. Arming myself with the knife again, one of the figures swiftly knocked me off of my feet and onto my back. The figure then forcefully wrapped its thin, sharp-like hands around my neck, gripping forcefully. The figure stared me in the eyes and started laughing. The laugh is all I could hear. My senses began slipping away. My struggling started to dissipate. A thrust of the last bit of adrenaline I had burst through me. I kicked the figure off. It landed on its back in front of me. With no time to catch my breath, I saw a window of opportunity and grabbed the knife. The other figures watched in stillness. Letting the rage burst from me, I plundered the knife into the figure so many times that I thought my arms would fall off. I spaced out, my body moving on its own. Without even realizing it, the front door burst open. Police, let me see your hands, an authority voice shouted. I froze when I looked down to see that who I was plundering the knife into was Ron. He must have gotten in from the back door. Ron was not only the sweet cashier, but he was my neighbor too. He must have come in to check on me. But there he was, lying on the floor, lifeless, blood pulling out from his chest. Before I knew it, and I was getting put in handcuffs, I zoned out. It was all too surreal. Did I hallucinate everything that happened? Why was it happening anyway? Could anyone else see the figures? All of these questions went unanswered until what happened next. As the police officers were pulling me away from the brutal crime scene, I could see the same well-dressed creepy man that I saw in the gas station. I felt nauseous. He leaned up against the hood of the police unit, gradually laughing, laughing maniacally. I tried to speak, but I couldn't. I kicked and resisted, but that only made the police officer's grip tighten. When I got thrown into the back of the police car, my gaze broke from the maniac laughing guy. When I looked back up, he wasn't there anymore. As you can guess, I was held for intense interrogation. During the interrogation, I found myself unrecognizable, laughing almost exactly how the figures were laughing. The detectives told me to write down what happened, so this is what this is. Well, farewell. I guess the story determines where I go. Please, if you ever see a pale, sunken-eyed creepy guy dressed fairly well, don't talk to him. That was the message given to me. I am one of the detectives on the case, and I wanted to share it throughout the internet. I think this is an interesting case and wanted this to get out. Whoever this man was in this story, you should really look out for him. I hope you guys enjoyed today's story for today. Thank you guys for listening. Now thank you to the redditor u slash comfortable travel 13 for this amazingly well written story. Now this story was personally written for me so if you guys liked it please give me feedback on it. Thank you. Now, once more, I hope you guys enjoyed today's story. 
and I'll see you guys in the next story. So don't forget to sit back, relax, and indulge in fear.